Hey guys, I'm Amanda. And I'm Christina. So we know you're fans of the bazaar. If you can't get enough. And we know you can't. Then check out our podcast, The Witching Hour, Stories of the Macabre and Unusual. Join me. And me. And our co-host Jacob as we play a drinking game and laugh our way through tales of the paranormal, UFOs, serial killers, and the unexplained. Grab a cocktail. Or two. And drink along to your favorite stories of the bazaar. Look for The Witching Hour, Stories of the Macabre and Unusual, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Golden Ghouls podcast. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and we're back for episode 10. Can you fucking believe it? Double digits. Oh my god. It's time (laughs) to get spooky. Spooky. That one was weird. We were off. You know what? We're it doesn't matter very... because there's always episode 11. You're right. She's right. Lucky number. Yes. She's right. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be visiting a place that's dear to all of our hearts, really. It's so true. dear. Emily's especially, I would say. Oh, gosh. I'm just obsessed. I why think we, from We'll birth. tell the people why it's so special to us before we Yeah, we should get each go. Yeah, for sure. Should okay. I, do you want to go first? Yeah, you, why, you, why do you love it? Okay. This, so what, the, have we said what we're how, what the we're place doing? we're we're t- going to be talking about Hollywood Woo! and roundabout now Los Angeles Hollywood <laughs> and L A are super haunted so we're so going to have to revisit them at some point we're probably going to take a trip there if I had to guess mm-hmm. we've had many offers to stay with people mm-hmm. and have a haunted excursion so it's happening so and we we're definitely. Wait. <laughs> what in the hell was that? She had some scissors. Oh my god. Don't worry. It was a ghost. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll definitely make a trip there, but it is near and dear to my heart because some of my dearest friends live there. I almost went to school there. <gasps> and um my family every summer used to go well, not every summer, but many summers would go to California for, like, a few weeks and travel all over, but we would spend a lot of time in L.A., so Very I love neat. the place. I still go, like, once or twice a year. You gotta. Some I mean, of my best friends live there, so I have to go exactly. see the people. That's why it's special to me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some very close friends who all live there. They all moved from Massachusetts to <laughs> L.A. How interesting. Nicole, Michelle... Giles, a few more, I'm probably oh. forgetting, but those are, you know, the ones that close to the heart. Wow. So I go out there often. I usually stay with Nicole, but I try to see Giles, I try to see Michelle, <laughs> but I mean, Shout it's just out. a sign, you know? It's yeah. a sign that I need to go visit them more mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. and we gotta do some spooky stuff out there all together. Yeah. We definitely do. All, the three of us love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I came here from L.A., so she did. Uh, she did. I, I miss it greatly. You lived there. Yeah, I lived there. I lived there for a couple years, and I worked in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot wait to freaking dive into this. What I'm, did you do in Hollywood? Well, I was a PA for a very a popular assistant. Yes, new. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. We know it in L.A. as a productions assistant, you know? I'm sure they have physician assistants as well, but the regular term around town would be for the production assistant probably, but yeah, PA, that was my job in the producer's office for a popular sitcom on your local CBS's stations. What, What was it? 
NCIS Los Angeles. <gasps> She's yeah. a star. Mr. LL Cool J. Yes, that's her main guy. Mr. Chris O'Donnell. Eric Christian Olsen. Shout out to my homies. Miss you guys. You guys are on like a first name basis. I just know it. It is true. <laughs> LL Cool J's not even his name. Y'all know no. what it is. What? It is. Mind it. blown. Say it. Uh... His name is James something. I'll say the full name. It's Todd James Smith. Yes. Yes. Because wow. it stands for Ladies Love Cool James. Yes, Queen. That is yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you should start calling him LL Cool J. <laughs> See if I'm he sure likes my mom that. Will get a, a chuckle. Probably, probably. Yeah, we hear she's been. <laughs> what did she say listening in? Oh, yeah, my mom's been. Oh my what gosh, did she say? What? She's, she, she's been she fanning? She sent me the cutest text because. Read it. Um, I asked her if she was keeping up with the with the podcast, and she doesn't listen keeping to podcasts, the so Kardashians. the only reason why she'd ever listen is because of us. And so I asked her, and she said, yes, I get on. It's fun. So <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I just pictured her, like, getting on the computer or, like, getting on the app and listening. Dude, she's I love getting that. on she's with the ghost. That's what's happening. She's ghosts. like, girl, I get on with the ghost. <laughs> That's definitely what she Wild means. <laughs> she's totally. wild as all heck. Totally. We love her. Sherry. Shout out to Sherry. Ugh, great mom. Ugh, all but the moms. anyways, yeah, so we love LA. We love LA. And so we're gonna have to do another LA episode because oh, yeah. there are too many there, it's stories. Just, it's just so, so many. Big. I had such a hard time narrowing it down to like three. Yeah. For sure. So we kind of like stuck around Hollywood for this one. Yeah, yeah. For now. Which for, and about. I got yeah. a downtown spot. I got a little spot in yeah, Los Feliz. I have one downtown too, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of slithered into the yeah. whole Hollywood realm. The scene. The scene. As they call right. it. So that's pretty exciting. And I love old school Hollywood, you guys. Who she does. She I really, really does. Do. I think that's where you belong. Honestly, be like what uh, like why was I born now? I think you were just reborn Like, this now. is wrong. She's just... popping it. She's popping it. <laughs> I have a really bad neck, and sometimes I have to she's crack pop, it. She's lock, and drop uh, it. She's, she really did pop, lock, and drop it. I, I did. Um, it's spooky. It's like the exorcist. <laughs> but, I wish I could turn it all the way around. and probably feel better. <laughs> honestly. So all my stories are definitely based on old school Hollywood. Hit us with one. Okay. Here's the story. You want to know? Okay, one place I always saw driving to work. I never got to go in it because, because <gasps> no, listen, it, it's a senior citizen's home. Oh, shit. I mean, they're closer to ghosts than we are. Right. Oh, my and, God. And it Kylie. is young. I'm being Wow, real. wow, wow. She was. Dark. That was harsh, That's honestly. dark. I wasn't trying to be harsh. She's trying to be real. Oh, she's, she, okay, she's right. Like, All right. The way I feel that vibe coming off, she was real. <laughs> um. So, the Knickerbocker. Classic. The Knickerbocker Hotel. Yeah. yeah. So, every day driving to work, I always saw it, and I wished I could go in, but it would have been really weird for me to just walk in, be like, what <laughs> up, seniors? Let me check out the place. Seniors Can I run a room? Who knows? You could have, they would have had fun. Maybe. maybe. I they would have loved you. They uh, really would have. Your energy would have brought I should have volunteered there. You, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my. I missed my calling. You can always go back. I, I'm going to go cry. I, I can't. Okay, I'm over it. So, <laughs> the Knickerbocker was built in 1925. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Los Angeles was kind of like 
established in the late 1800s and then once all the film and entertainment came to town the it just boomed so it's in like it's adolescent years maybe preteen so the knickerbocker was built in like i say it's first heyday la's first heyday the 20s okay yeah it was like kind of the start of a golden era so very cool very exciting we got some cicadas um, outside that are making it very spooky. I don't know if oh, any, yeah. anyone can hear that, but... I bet they can. Because I couldn't even hear the raccoon on our last one. Nah, well... <sighs> that was disappointing for me. I was like, where is he? Rest <laughs> in peace. No, um, no, no. He's outside. Okay. So, it's famous for a lot of things. It's uh, Louis B. Mayer. He had his first meeting to host the Oscars there. <gasps> wow. Do you know how the Oscars really came about? Tell us. Okay. Louis was, like, talking to his MGM actors. He was like, you guys are want to get paid too much. This is bullshit. Like, so, I'm giving you the lines. All you have to that. do is read them and smile. Like, you guys uh, are asking for too much. What do you want? A trophy? <gasps> there it was. That's how it began. And, and they were like, that, yeah. They were like, yeah, I do. Dad, I do. <laughs> and now they're so prestigious. Yes. But anyways, he had the idea for it. At the Knickerbocker. Wow. Very cool. Um, but some other famous players of the day, Maureen O'Hara, Betty Grable, Marion Douglas Fairbanks, like <gasps> the queen and king of Hollywood in the 20s and 30s. Wow. True. Very true, yes. Cecil B. DeMille, Classic. great director. But another director, you want to know? D.W. Griffith. Ever heard of him? Birth of a Nation. What happened? Oh. Famous uh, racist director from uh, the 20s. But back then, he was known as kind of a genius. Yeah. So the people loved him. He roamed the halls of the Knickerbocker all the time back in the heyday. But in the 40s, he was kind of losing touch with his career because... Was it the racism? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) <laughs> they they weren't enjoying the um the Asian the Asian like uh jokes and stuff. Have I you mean seen Blossoms. It's good that they weren't enjoying them. Yeah. Blossoms is so bad, y'all. Anyways. Oh I remember. Yeah, that was they little, like made them a little racist. Yeah, anyways, okay. <laughs> but he in the forties he decided to like run a room in the Knickerbocker and kind of retire there because he just really didn't have a career at that point. Mm. That's what happens. And um, (laughs) spent his time at the bar getting drunk and just walking around the lobby until he had a heart attack one day and died right there. At the Knickerbocker? In the lobby. In the lobby? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Yeah. So that is one ghost that is said to haunt the halls of the Knickerbocker. They say... The old, the is old he people by see them all. Non-white people. Oh Would God, that be you funny? Me. The afterlife party in the hotel lobby. Honestly, <laughs> I'll meet you there. But like, he probably just fits in, right? Like some old dude just sitting at the bar, you know? True. He's just one of us. Like they probably don't even know. That's Smoking DW. Cigar. You know? Mm. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's the Knickerbocker. Thing? But another cool thing that it, they don't haunt Harry Houdini. <gasps> Yeah. And we know him. We know him. Of course. Who right. doesn't know Houdini? If you so, don't know Houdini, get out of here. Yeah, crazy. Houdini. Right. <laughs> Kylie knows him on a first name basis. They so, dated. Back. Shh, I don't want to 
don't talk about it. Oh, sorry. It's a messy breakup. You know he what? disappeared. You're gonna, you're, <laughs> oh my god. He ghosted. I set you up for that one so good. Oh my god. Oh, she's a classic. <laughs> so, um, you're you're probably making his wife Bess a little jealous right now. What's your name? Bess. 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 B E S S. Sorry, Bess. So Harry told Bess that if he died, he was gonna do the best he can to reach out to her from the after. The best, like, the best he can. He can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> oh, no. I've been hanging out with Kylie for too long. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I said it, and y'all laughed. Um, so he was going to come visit her um, if he passed away and she was still around. And so every Halloween, she would hold a seance <gasps> for Harry. She's one of us. Yeah, she's and one of me for sure. the seance she had, not the hundredth. Because there was every Halloween. But, like, Damn, the final like, seance. It was, like, the final seance. <laughs> the final I don't know. Seance. I don't know why it was the final one, but they had decided it was the Putting last Halloween. Yeah. And they did it on the top of the Knickerbocker Hotel. Damn. Um, yeah. Nothing was said to have happened, unfortunately. Uh, Harry. Besides, besides a little sprinkle of rain on the roof of the Knickerbocker that night while they were up there. And Mm. in L.A., that's pretty rare. Yeah, and uh, they said it didn't rain anywhere else that night. (gasps) Harry. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was Harry like, I'm trying, and he was sweating. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He was crying. Um, One other little side note, Frances Farmer. Y'all ever heard of her? Kurt Cobain. Yeah. That, like, famous old actress. Well, that was the, the Knickerbocker was the place where she allegedly got super drunk and was dragged out of the hotel, taken to the psychiatric ward after, um, getting in trouble for so long. Wow. I feel like that's kind of common for celebs these days. Like these days for sure. But this was like the back in the day. And they did lobotomy. They were doing, they, what yeah, her time in the psychiatric uh, place was, like, awful. Not good. I feel like nowadays celebs aren't getting in as much trouble as they were in the aughts. True, but Chateau Marmont, which we'll talk about in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, oh, God. Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan, they are oh, banned. Oh, God, 2000s. <laughs> that was a hard time. It was. It was. Honestly, it was a, I could see myself in the 2000s probably stirring Absolutely. up trouble. Oh, I did. Oh, for sure. Britney you know? bounced back, though. She did. I'm proud of her. All right, last one of the Knickerbocker, because this one is super creepy, because okay. she haunts. Irene Gibbons. So, I bet you never heard of her. No. But. Have you ever watched an MGM musical? Not as many yeah, as you have. Damn it. <laughs> Silence. Shoot. Well, Irene was the main costume designer oh, at that's MGM. That's cool. And her, right. You'll see her title on the old movies is just Irene. Oh. I'm sure I've heard about her because I studied fashion merchandising Probably. and we learned all about all the old costume people. So I'm sure they were I've heard her name before. very good. Like the ones in the 30s yeah. and 40s and 50s. Very very fun. They got to be very imaginative and like create like their yeah. own designs, which was freaking awesome. Yeah. Didn't um, they get to like import fabrics because they, you know, had a nice probably. budget? And... I mean, they got to just like literally create fashion. Nowadays, most costume designers like just buy things, buy wardrobes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's very neat. Anyways, the genius Irene, <laughs> something happened. Is it an earthquake? Oh, God. It I lost. felt a shake. Oh, you know. <laughs> 
Because I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Irene, um, Irene in around, like, 1960s, she uh, didn't have much to do. She was still designing for MGM, but that was kind of during their downfall, so they were kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, losing it. And uh, Gary Cooper had recently died. And apparently, Irene Gibbons was pretty and obsessed and intrigued by Gary Cooper. Who's not? And Doris Day claims <gasps> that the a couple of days before she, you know, went and checked into the Knickerbocker, she stated that Gary Cooper was the only man she ever really met. The only real man. She ever Everyone met. else was a ghost? I, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure, but she never had relations with him. There was nothing between the two of them. They just... So, who knows? Wow. So, she tells Doris Day this, goes and checks into the Knickerbocker, checks in on the 14th floor, tries to uh, cut her wrist. Oh, goodness. Isn't successful. Oof. Leaps out the window to her death. My lord. God. Yep. So she haunts the halls for sure. I bet. The, uh, one of the security guards said that he'd seen um, a apparition of a woman falling from the building. Wow. Which is crazy. Holy shit. The Knickerbocker is wild. It, it sounds like but it you pops hear, off there. I mean, if you want to go check out the seniors, it's do true. it. And then the other hotel... That I mentioned we, before. I think we need to talk about this, talk to the seniors to find, like, actual haunts, but go on, sorry. Is the, it, like, assisted living, or are they... I think so. Yeah, when did it like become that? Still... Um, 1972. Wow, the year my mother was born. <laughs> Shelly. Shout out. <laughs> so, Henry Cohn. Cohn? Head of Columbia? Henry Cohn. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. You probably know. This quote, Emily. Oh, God. If you must get in trouble, do it at the Chateau Marmont. Oh, me. Duh. It's Alyssa. It's fabulous. It's you two. That's me saying it to you guys. Okay. I'll yeah. do it. So, the Sunset Strip Chateau Marmont Hotel is apparently haunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's supposed to be super haunted. Mm-hmm. You want to know what people hear? I want to know. What people see? I want to know. So, if you do book a room, don't be surprised if you experience windows opening up on their own and closing. Wait, can windows open in hotels still? Some hotels. Oh, shit. Old boys. Older boys, yeah. Dangerous. I know. Furniture moving, a classic that is when it classic. comes to ghosts. Yeah. yeah, they love to do that. It's like, get a job as a mover. I don't know. Why... <laughs> Why are you rearranging? Maybe they're really into feng shui. Haunt the people <gasps> moving into my apartment and help me decorate. Yes, Damn it. Like this couch just will not do here. No. <laughs> people have also reported that they hear sounds of voices, strange noises in the night, feelings mm. of being watched, and even apparitions of floating heads. No. So not even what? like a full body. Or like a shadow Disgusting. figure of a body. You know what that reminds me of? What? Disney's Oh haunted, haunted mansion. Yeah. I love she that. was actually I think his she mistress. was an imagineer. Oh, I thought he was his mistress. No, I think she was an imagineer. Mm. So many stories. Yeah. I believe the imagineer. And then when they re they had to redo it, uh, and her daughter looked just like her, so her daughter did it. Oh. Yeah. That's creepy. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. There's also rumors of guests feeling a sensation of a ghost getting into bed with them. Yo, who's that? Your... My fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. But, like, who is it? Is it a sailor or a pirate or um, Rudolph Valentino or... It's what we want it to be, Emily. Okay. (laughs) So some claim that the ghosts of famous celebs... Such as Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. She's everywhere, y'all. She's at the Knickerbocker sale. Oh, She's God. just going all over the place partying. Mm-hmm. Howard Hughes, Jim Morrison, they've all made appearances at the Chateau post-mortem. Ooh. Which is a little wow. spooky. And you guys obviously know this. Sharon Tate reportedly <gasps> spent time in the building as a newlywed to Roman Polanski. Gross. I know. Wait, you think he's Gross. Oh. Wasn't he into like some some well, bad stuff, some underage girls and for some sure he probably freaky was. stuff? Well, that's, yeah, we're gonna yuck. Yeah. <laughs> and so after Sharon left the chateau and she was pregnant, she was stabbed to death by one of the Manson family members. Yeah, yeah. You know, very infamous. Uh, awful. I know, I know. Beautiful woman. John Belushi, he was found dead at the age of 33 in Bungalow 3. At the Chateau Marmont, so it's supposedly haunted. There was a family who stayed there, and a baby was. They stayed there for like an extended period of time, where their house, while their house was being remodeled, mm-hmm. and the um, is that here? Yeah. Oh, you have go it. Yeah. Oh, go for it. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this family. This happened in ninety nine. Oh, okay. Nineteen ninety nine. So the family well, that was, was a great in, year. It, <laughs> right for, what was it? Y2K? <laughs> so the family was staying in Bungalow 3, and they reported that their two-year-old boy, so can barely talk, right. he was laughing and talking to himself several times, like just very joyfully, kind of just like talking to himself a lot, like out of character. And so when the parents asked him who he was talking to, he would say, the funny man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. And then later on, the mom, she just kept thinking about it. She's like, what the heck is he talking about? Like, my two-year-old son is laughing. Who is the funny man? So she found a photo of Belushi, and she showed it to him. And he looked at it, and he said, the funny man. Crazy. What? Yeah, I think it was like, there was a book that had him in it. Base, it was like a Chateau Marmont book or something, and it had him in it. Yeah, like the history. They were, like, flipping through it. Oh, That'd my nice God. Crazy. Yeah, the I mean, the hotel man. itself is really pretty, I think. What do you think he was telling the kid? I don't know. He was making faces? Probably. Aw. Yeah. Uh, Cute. That's sweet. Yeah. And you guys have probably heard this story. Angela Bassett of American Horror Story. And so many others. Angela Bassett is <laughs> a force. I love Truly. her. So she was asking the front desk at the hotel if someone had cleaned her room in the middle of the night. And the front desk begrudgingly responded, no. Like, I'm very annoyed with you, you know. Just like, leave me alone. To Angela? Yeah. Why? That is If she's rude as heck. I would be thrilled. Oh my god. And so she told the story that she had left, you know, her clothes and her jewelry kind of out on her bed. Um... Or out on, like, the floor or stuff before going to bed, sorry. Mm. And then once she awoke, everything had been put away. Really? <gasps> Ew. And were tidy. 
while she was sleeping? Yeah. No way. And, like, no explanation was available other than she had a tidy ghost. Somebody loved Angela. Pass. And they think that the front desk person, like, knew. Oh, yeah. A lot of... they were like, no. A lot of hotel (laughs) staff are, like, not supposed to talk about these hauntings. Yeah, it's not good for business, unless... I think it's Unless great. Unless it is. It's for us. <laughs> I think it's great for business. That's such a draw for I a lot of people. I think it is, too. Not just us. Mm-hmm. And then another time, a woman reported that someone opened her window. So that's confirmation that these, these bad boys do open. Mm. And got into bed with her. And she was freaking they out. They came in through the window? <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Teenage boy. <laughs> At least throw a rock first. Warn a girl. My God, I wasn't dressed. Me, buy me a drink first. Damn it. And she stayed in bed, like hoping that the -hmm. sensation would pass Mm -hmm. and that she was just like unseen. And nothing happened. And after a while, she looked up to see that there were bars on her window. What? And that nobody was in bed with her, but the window had definitely been opened. What? Puke. Yeah. Extremely spooky. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel. Damn. I just don't even know either. I'd probably sleep with a light on after that. Speaking of haunted hotels, <laughs> I got another one. We probably have 3,000 because we have a million. I feel like haunted. it's really easy for people frequent hotels so much that, you know, it's an easy place to report hauntings well, from. Hotels were like so big back in the day, too, in True. LA. True. Like, that's where that's all, all the, the yeah, one. the mobsters, the gangsters, everybody. Mm-hmm. This is true. Ooh, I have a mobster story. <gasps> Shit. I cannot freaking wait. All right. So, <laughs> we talked very. <laughs> it's a fruit fly. <laughs> it is. They're yes, supposed to be oh good my luck. God. Um, Kylie tried to eat it. Ew. So, that's. Kyle. That. Um, okay. So, we're going to talk <laughs> no. about. We mentioned briefly. Uh, on the Paranormal Games episode, the Hotel Cecil. Oh, God, this um, one's creepy. Now, mm. they've changed the name to the Stay on Main because their <laughs> reputation has been so sullied by all of the years of shit that happened there. <laughs> but Honestly. also by their trip advisor because they have only one star review. They needed a rebrand. It's crap. But even then, it's more like it's... It's like a slum. It's it not really a place is. you want to stay. You drive by and you're like, my God, that's it. Yeah, it's like my a God. it's a my hostel. God. It's like a shared bathroom situation. So right. it's cheap. Which a lot of the places were. Yeah. Back in yeah. the day. Hmm. Like the but Roosevelt. Apparently it was like an it was nicer and then it just like got worse okay. and worse. Yeah. So it's at six forty South Main Street in downtown. Um but I had to include it. I yeah. had to. No, because it's crazy. Yeah, so it was meant to entertain businessmen when it opened in 1924, so Hollywood's heyday, I would right, say. yeah. And, um, and it did that. It did just that. It hosted the businessmen until the crash <gasps> mm-hmm. of 1929. Yeah. So during the Great Depression, the house, the house, <laughs> the hotel became a home for transients, and so that's when it Went downhill. Gotcha, um, gotcha. No so, money for upkeep. No. Gotcha. And then, because it was such an awful time, the suicide rate there had quite the uptick. Jeez, I can imagine. Yeah, so this is when all of the hauntings, all the bad things really start. So, the earliest death reported in the hotel was in 1931, and a 46-year-old Manhattan Beach resident 
W.K. Norton checked in under the fake name James Willis, and he killed himself by ingesting poison capsules. <gasps> was it arsenic? What was wrong with James? He lost his money. <sighs> Probably. And his wife. Maybe he was just depressed. Just Those neurotransmitters were not up to par. Yeah. So then, <laughs> less than a year later, a 25-year-old man named Benjamin Dodditch so young. shot himself to death in his room. Shot himself to death, so multiple shots? Well, I mean, I'm that, sh- so, I don't know. Me, I don't know why it came out like that. Well, I don't maybe, know how many times one. he had You're to right. shoot. Yeah. Depends. Yeah, and then in 1934, a 53-year-old former Army Medical Corps sergeant named Louis D. Borden killed himself in his room by slashing his own throat with a razor. Aye. So this place just has a dark history. It really I mean, does. it doesn't stop there. No. Sounds like there's a bad energy to it. It doesn't. Honestly. So there were deaths here and there between this and that. And then in September 1944, a 19-year-old named Dorothy Jean Purcell threw her newborn son <gasps> out the window. What oh. the? Yeah. What? I'm telling you, it had to be, it's got to be cursed. It's got to be. It's so cursed. There's got to be demonic energy or something Honestly, there. Honestly, though, when you go by it, you're just like, this is it's dark inside. It's a terribly ugly, it looks bad. Yeah. It is bad. Like, even since they've updated it, it's just this creepy. Wait, what the heck? Yeah. So... But did she say anything about it, or was it just like, she's dead? It. They tossed the baby out, and the baby died, Right, obviously. but uh, does the 19-year-old go anywhere? Uh, that I don't know, uh, but now we not- know that the that the Black Dahlia was supposed to have had her last drink at the Biltmore. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they also say she may have been at the Cecil. <gasps> So, it's hard to say. I wasn't there. <laughs> but anyway, I wish I was. <laughs> it get it it's it just keeps going. In 1962, Pauline Otten jumped from the ninth floor window and she landed on George Giannini. Oh god. Who was walking down on the oh, sidewalk and she killed him too. Oh my gosh. Can yeah. you imagine seeing Making something? Her way down. Yeah. <laughs> and then in that same year, a woman named Julia Moore jumped from the eighth floor, what the and hell, then you guys, <laughs> and then a woman named Helen Gurney jumped from the seventh floor in 1954. That's why our windows don't open up at the Marriott so, anymore because yeah. of fucking Hotel Cecil. I mean, it was, yeah. So obviously, it was a bad time <laughs> for everyone. Truly. Um. So. Today, I mean, that that wasn't even the end of it. It kept going. It's still going to this day. Right. Oh, my God. Wait. It's, are you going to tell we about We got to shut yeah. it down. Yeah. So, um, today, the Marble Lobby maintains its Art Deco elegance, which was popular when it opened. I love a good Art Deco look. Nice, yeah. yeah. Especially with um, the original marble. Yeah. <laughs> they've got potted palms. They've got chandeliers from the time period. They've got... A dazzling stained glass skylight. So the lobby, you're like, I'm in the hot spot. But then you, you really go to your then room you're and you're like, like I'm Good in God. the freaking hot spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, this is kind of fun, funky, maybe creepy. Um, above the check-in desk, there's an old clock with its hands permanently stuck at five twenty-seven. Not five twenty-seven. Yes, I don't know what it means, oh, but but yeah, they rebranded as the Stay on Main, trying to rejuvenate it, but t- to no avail shot. because 
I'm telling y'all, check out those TripAdvisor reviews. Shit is bad. <laughs> Did you see that the um, serial killers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh my god. Okay, good. I was like, don't forget that. No, how could I? They I can. love a serial killer. Me too. <laughs> if there's one thing I love, it's a murder. It's a murder. For the psychology behind it, not because someone died. I don't, yeah, we don't love the person. No, 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 no. Not a serial killer. I don't love a serial killer. I love yeah, the psychology like the story. of story. Yes. So. Clarify. The Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, who, for anyone who doesn't know, was convicted of 13 murders, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries in 1985. And probably more than we don't know of. Um, mm-hmm. He lived at the Cecil... At the time of his spree. Crazy. Um, he's actually the reason that an Austrian journalist named Jack Unterweger took a room at the Cecil in 1991. He was there researching um, law enforcement and prostitution in the city. So he went on a police ride-along, and they gave him ideas of where to look for victims, basically. Like, he was taking notes on what how to kill people, basically. Wow. Because he was inspired by Ramirez. So he ended up killing three people before he left Los Angeles to continue a bloody spree that ended with his arrest the following year. Oh, my god! So it's like something is going Some, on no, in these walls. It's, it's something is right. Something people. It needs to be exercised. Yeah. So there are more famous deaths, more famous criminals, but I'm going to stop there or we'll be... Talking about the Cecil for a year. Yeah. Has anyone stayed at the Cecil? If you do, please don't. (laughs) If you do, please don't. Um, So, obviously, with all this crazy shit, ghosts are bound to be lingering there. Everyone who hasn't died there. I mean, really. Uh Yeah, I'm surprised there's anyone left to write a review because what? Uh So, there have been reports of strange dark figures in the shadows... Spooky noises and items moving in the night. Classic. Yeah. In January 2014, uh, a young man named Costin Alderit uh, was visiting from Riverside, California, and he captured what he believes to be an apparition outside of the fourth floor window of the hotel. It's a photo. We can post it. Yeah. I'm unsure, but it's a little funky. Might be shocked, but what if it's not? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, um, according to him, after he took the spooky image, he had difficulty sleeping and has suffered nightmares since. So, what if it followed him home? Whatever that... I mean, you walk in that place and you're done. It's bad news. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that much. So, this is what a guest who stayed there in 2016 said. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. This hotel has a very dark feeling to it. I'm not a person that necessarily believes in ghosts, but there was a feeling here that creeped me and my girlfriend out. When we first arrived to our room, there was a maintenance staff fixing one of the four locks on our door. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, red flag. <laughs> the night stalker was there and they knew it. <laughs> yeah, they say, a strange entrance into our room. In the middle of the night, three very loud thuds on our door startled both of us. I opened the door and no one was behind it. I went back in thinking maybe it was coming from another room. About an hour later, the same thing happened. I walked down the hallways looking to see if it was some kids messing with us. There was nothing and the halls were silent. It also carried a horrible smell. So, like, along with the knock, they would get this smell. My girlfriend was in tears by the end of the night. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So, it's not good. There was also another guest who said that their door had seven locks on it. Stop. <laughs> so. That they just, like, rather than replacing the lock, they just added one? Yeah. I don't know. And there was also a, rev- a review. They were like, yeah, it looks like our lock works pretty good. They only had one lock and it was broken. <laughs> so. Damn. Uh, I want to say that. No, no, you don't. That's one place that I do think I refuse to okay. stay. Yeah, I won't but stay But you there. know where I would stay? The freaking Roosevelt. (gasps) I've been there so many Uh, times. I love it. So many times. I love it too. It's like right, you know, it's right there on Hollywood. It's on. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. Roosevelt. Yes. Yes. I used to meet Tinder dates there. (gasps) Did you? I did. Did you go bowling? That bowling alley upstairs, very uh-huh. classic. It's really cute. It's really cool. They do, like, chalkboard scoring. Uh-huh. With, like, little cute. guy in suspenders. Yeah. It's adorable. I bowled there in my day. I haven't. I gotta. I went and saw someone sing there one night, and then did some bowling. Oh, had cool. some beverages. That's very classy. Yeah, right? it was classy. Yes, it's a, I mean, it's a lovely place. It is a lovely place. We have to all go together and have will. those. But. Is it haunted? It might be. Uh, it's haunted by a really famous player and another really famous player, for sure, is what I found. Okay. And then there's also some people that are unknown. Yeah. Lingering. I have a few photos of me there, and earlier I was, like, trying to look in the background to see if I saw anything weird. <laughs> I picture you with a magnifying glass. I was, like, zooming in pretty far. <laughs> I'll say that much. No. I'll post one of the photos, and you guys tell me if we'll you see anything all. creepy. Because their lobby is pretty dark. It is dark. So. But it's so pretty, though. It's beautiful. It, yeah. it is a really like pretty a hotel. It's like Spanish style. It's, yeah. It's very cool. It's nice. It was built in 1927. Another great year. And our uh, good friend, Louis B. <laughs> Louis B. Mayer. <laughs> yeah. Louis B. Mayer, um... You know, he was, like, the king of Hollywood. The MGM. king. He, like, helped fund the place. Um, so MGM kind of partly, like, owned it. So a lot of the stars that were working for that studio at the time would stay at the Roosevelt while filming. It just makes sense. Just makes sense. Free stay. You just throw them in your little hotel. <laughs> um, so Marilyn, early on, when she was working for them as a model... She stayed in Suite 1200. Norma Jean. Yes. And, um, oddly enough, she's still there. Even though she visits actually a lot of places, apparently. I think people want to believe. Well, apparently in the, in the bathroom, in the ladies' room, <gasps> um, a, a maid saw a, a face of a blonde woman. Hmm. And when she turned oh. around, she was gone. And then when she turned back around, she was there again in the mirror. Hmm. And somebody said, well, that's Marilyn Monroe's old vanity mirror. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, could be. find it. Check it out. Interesting. The other um, famous, famous guy who was, who is haunting the place still, Montgomery Cliff. Wow. Yeah. Very cool guy. Uh, he was staying in room 928 when he was, uh, filming From Here to Eternity, and if we remember him at that time, which I'm, I don't think a lot of people do because I'm a weirdo and, like, know all this history, but he got in a really bad car accident in the 50s, which <gasps> ended up, him. yes. Disfiguring it, him? It did, his face. But he was lovely looking. 
Right. He they they repaired it to to where it kind it kind, I mean I they to, fixed his face. Honestly, you watch the movies, you see that it looks fine, but to him he they was repaired destroyed. <laughs> what what do you call that? I in just the 50s? liked it. I just thought it was. <laughs> they repaired the face. All right. So. So um, he was after this car accident, and after that happened to him, he was obviously very. Upset. He was shook. Depressed. I'm always shook after my yearly <laughs> car accident. <laughs> Anyways, and he was year, he yeah. was never the same. He had a drinking problem, a drug problem. Oh, me. Um, but <laughs> not really. Oh. I don't really. <laughs> we are all actual lightweights. <laughs> Cheap so <dates>. true. <sighs> um, but while filming from here to eternity, he uh he was rigorously practicing his lines in trumpet routine apparently <laughs> he played a trumpet in the film that is and, Kylie um, doot doot <laughs> and so they say he haunts the ninth floor people see him walking up and down the hall is he playing the trumpet people hear the trumpet with his old face or his new face oh god that is an excellent question that's so rude uh, i want new, to know like hopefully he has his, his old face that he loved yeah but um <laughs> i loved my old face too <laughs> <laughs> so a psychic named peter james uh all of these james he went to the yeah. hotel specifically to try to interact with mr montgomery <sighs> and he stayed in suite 928 Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, he appeared to Mr. James in the middle of the night. He woke up because he felt like somebody was on top of him, <gasps> like squishing him. Wow. And he couldn't get up, so he was awake. But then he finally could sit up, and he looked up, and Montgomery Clift was sitting at the end of the bed. Wow. Just staring at him. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. What an experience. Freak, but that's pretty cool. So the psychic thinks that he's probably lingering, trying to get back his old career yeah. that he so loved. I get it. I mean, that's a good, you know, good thought. I mean, to love something so much that you're trying to do it in the afterlife, right. I think it's... Fame is a hard thing to let go of. Just it's such a hard Lindsay thing. Lauren. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all, but the, the uh, thing is that I love her. Uh, I wish her well. Because you're redhead. Yeah. I knew it. I think she was a great actress. She, I mean, she had, I have every Lindsay Lohan movie on DVD pretty much. Mm. It's true. I also have a shirt. I obviously don't don't wear it anymore. I don't have life size, but I need to add it to the collection. I had a shirt that said, leave Lindsay Lohan. Wow. Leave Lindsay Lohan what? Leave Lindsay Lohan. Like, leave her alone. One. It was good. I have a picture of the shirt too. If anyone wants to see that. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, to clear the Roosevelt story, obviously it was the site of the first Academy Award, so other people see men in tuxedos in the Blossom Room where the event was held, mm. and that pretty much sums it up. Wow. For that place, I I would love to stay there because it's beautiful. Yeah. But you know where I would want to stay? Where? Beverly Hills. Damn. That's where I want to be. Right? What's the next line? <laughs> Living in Beverly Hills. Uh, rolling like a celebrity. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Greystone Mansion? Um, I think so, but, like, reminds me. 100%. Oh, 
Alyssa knows it, like the back of her hand. The back of a hand? So this mansion, mm-hmm. it's in Beverly Hills. I'll give you a little bit of background info so yeah, yeah. you understand why it's haunted. Mm-hmm. So on February 16th, 1929, again, late 20s. Mm-hmm. Hop in time. Ned Doney, I mm-hmm. want to say that's how you pronounce his name. It's D-O-H-E-N-Y. Could be... Sounds right. Dehenny. But we're just going to say Zani. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Lucy, and their five children, so they're probably Irish Catholic, they moved into the Greystone. And Ned, four months later, died in a guest bedroom in a murder-suicide with his secretary, Hugh Plunkett. Oh, God. I know. Hugh Plunkett? I know. What a name. <laughs> Not Hugh. I know. So the official story says that Plunkett murdered Ned either because of a nervous disorder, which, hmm. uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> of his nervous system. What? Like his finger just dropped on the trigger? Would that fly in the court of law? I don't know. Or he was just <laughs> so angry over not getting a raise. He's like, you guys are living all bougie in this mansion. The least you can do is give me a raise. Me. And he didn't, so. Or he was in love with him. Maybe. <laughs> I Honestly? Uh, probably. It could be. <laughs> so, some others say that Ned's gun was the murder weapon, and that Ned was not buried in Los Angeles Calvary Cemetery, which is a Catholic cemetery, with the rest of his family, indicating that he had committed suicide. Oh, yep, that's know, usually what that means. So, that's what Ooh. so hmm. oh, But God. both of the men are buried at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, Within a few hundred yards of each other, which to me, that's very strange. They're lovers. That's very strange. And I guess the wife, you know, she remarried and... Thank God. Yeah. Um, But... (laughs) If we're going to dive deeper, the official story, according to one of the newspapers... Uh um, I wish I knew... The name of the article. I'll, I'll list some sources. We'll list some sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it said that Plunkett went crazy one night and murdered Ned and then turned the gun on, on himself, which we get it. And like I mentioned before, it may have been a salary dispute or it had to do with his recent divorce. His ex wife was incidentally. <gasps> An outspoken believer of the paranormal. Mm. What? Oh, this is a twist. I know. So, in addition to waiting a couple of hours before calling the police, which is odd, mm-hmm. the family, with help from the family's doctor, apparently staged the scene of the crime and the placement of the bodies. And I'm. This makes me nervous. This is the family. Like, are the kids doing this too? Mm-hmm. Like, how are they moving these bodies? As well as tried to disguise the time of death, which contradicted the blood and the bullet evidence. Mm. A proper investigation was never conducted, which may be because of the family's political influence. So there's a lot of hokey pokey going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's a muck. Exactly. And Plunkett's wife was like, mm, I don't know, something's not right. So over the decades, there have been many theories and rumors surrounding what may have happened. And one of the most popular stories is, is that Ned's religious wife killed both of them oh, when 
she discovered... They were lovers. That they were lovers! Okay, I'll stick with that one. I think that they were lovers. That's probably what it was, you know? Yeah, I've heard this story, and there's very... There's many variations. Yeah. But... And it also should be noted that earlier that day, witnesses claimed that the two men were having a loud argument at Plunkett's <gasps> apartment. You don't argue loudly unless you're in L-U-V. Duh. Exactly, and why would they be at Plunkett's place? And then... They heard doors slamming. You don't do that unless Why you're Why would LUV. they be at Plunkett's place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they a didn't bit of work. A back door entrance at Plunkett's place. We don't know. They didn't work at Plunkett's Coming place. In the back we don't door. Know. So some spooky things have happened at the mansion. Not only are there unanswered <gasps> questions. Maybe his wife, who believed in the paranormal, killed them so that she could see if the ghosts were real. Honestly, maybe it was just the, the And wives. they were lovers. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, you gotta ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Why else would the apparition of a man be seen walking the halls right outside the scene of the crime? I'm asking myself. I don't know. And is that ghost Ned? Or is it Hugh? Did they look the same? They're both. It's both of them. I don't know if they look the same. Hot. And then apparently, people have reported that they see a pool of blood appear... And then disappear. disappear. Ooh, yeah, right sick. on the floor where the murders happen. Icky. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And why is it just one pool of blood when there were two victims? <sighs> Whose blood is it? Maybe they were so close together that the blood oh all God, pooled together. They were blood brothers, but also more. <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> wow. I know. It's just, it's kind of like a little history story that's not as haunted as No, but I think that others, was like... But it's, it's, I don't know. No, I think that was one of the first Hollywood notorious murders, and actually. What would you do if you saw a pool of blood appear and then disappear? Scram? Would I'd you scram? About, I like, would what scram. I and like, did I eat a drug? <laughs> right. I would definitely I be like, I would de- I'm, I'd be like, I took something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I took like, something. Something happened. Jeez, a Louisa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, should we talk about one last hotel? Yeah. Did you have the comedy store, Kylie? Oh, God. Should we talk about that? I think so, because I think Emily's story segues into mine. My story does segue into yours. I do love this one. So, the comedy store. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, no laughing matter. No. Oh, my God. So, it's on the Sunset Strip in the heart of Hollywood, and... It actually used to be the high-class joint called Cyro's, and it offered top entertainment to the rich and the famous. It was very busy all the time. It was just like VIP, successful industry peeps. Sunset Boulevard was the place to be. It popped off. And it's where people, from in front of the camera and from behind the scenes, hung out. It was just a fabulous place. People got dressed, dressed up, but... Behind the scenes, the real scenes, mobs. Mobs? Mobs. Who's, who's heard of Mickey Cohen? Oh yes. my god. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the 40s and 50s in LA. Ooh, ooh, LA Confidential, anybody? Mm-hmm. That must be why Whitey Bulger went from Massachusetts to LA. Y'all, can I just tell you this? So, <laughs> about Black Mass, the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Steve told me that his dad investigated that case. Oh, my God. So, he's like, um, my dad, like, there's a character based on my dad in this movie. So, the whole time, I'm like, 
waiting oh, for yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, is that your dad's character? And he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, he's played by Michael Fassbender. And I'm like, is, is he even in this movie? And so finally there's someone who looks like Steve's dad in the movie. I'm like, that's your dad. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, you said that someone in this movie is based on your dad. And he was like, that was a lie. <laughs> what? Yeah. He made it all Steve. up. So anyway. You got her so excited. Yeah. Oh so God. anyway, why do you bulger? <sighs> God. I just remember when they found him in L.A. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Crack. Back to uh, Mickey Cohen. <laughs> So he was such a, let's just say he uh, got down to business yeah. every week with anyone who would cross him. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they were taken down to the basement, beaten to a pulp. At the comedy store? Yes. Yeah. And then they would, like, apparently, with the bodies, they'd maybe, like, bury them in concrete in the basement. <laughs> so yeah. they could still be there. And slash, they probably still are there. They probably still are there. So, it's now called the Comedy Store. And is it haunted? Uh, Probably. You bet your butt. You bet your butt ham dollar. (laughs) By at least five ghosts who have manifested themselves by moving chairs, because we know that ghosts love moving furniture, Mm -hmm. messing with the lights, or even appearing to scared employees or patrons. And have you guys heard of Sam Kinison? It's not ringing a bell for no. me. It's a, a comic. Oh. A comedian. Okay. From, I guess you could say back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I guess the ghosts hated him. Oh. <laughs> and they would do anything they could to ruin his shows. They threw they would, tomatoes at they him. They threw tomatoes. <laughs> they would make, like, loud, ghostly chanting noises. What? They'd Get be saying, here, Sam! It's him! It's him! Oh. Which is bizarre. Yeah. And they messed with the sound system and the lights. And one night, Sam got so annoyed with the ghosts that he challenged them to show themselves. And then all of the lights went out. And it was pitch black uh, in the house. I you would, don't challenge I would ghosts. Place. I would pee my trousers. I would sue the place. And no one goes down in the basement because it said that something dark and malevolent dwells down there, which makes sense because yeah. there are some dead bodies. Who's been killed down there. Right. And one time, a security guard went down there to investigate a noise, because they're always hearing noises, and they heard a low, almost animalistic growling at around... (sighs) Exactly. At around 3 a.m. I don't know what that was. And so he's down there, and it's dark, and then all of a sudden, something hit the basement door so hard from the other side that the door, like, bowed outwards. Mm. Yeah, that's not normal. That is some Roger Rabbit. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he quit. That security guard quit, which I, I get it. I quit too. And people do say that um, when they go there, they have they feel very weird vibes. And I guess Jim Harold. I'm, I'm not sure who this. Who's Jim Harold? I feel like I should know, but he did a podcast uh, with the pianist of the club, and he goes into detail about the hauntings and the various things that he and others have experienced. He does a podcast, I want to say, called Jim Harold's Campfire. It's ghost. That would make sense. Oh. Ghostly tales. Oh, I feel like a failure. I think. Knowing. I want to say that that's it. We should link him. <laughs> but we should find the the podcast on the comedy store. Wow. If anyone has the, the real info, it's Jim. True. <laughs> All right. Well, 
that sort of ties into mine, right? Sure. I mean, because the, the clubs, Cyrus, right? Yeah. Was very popular in the 40s. It was hopping. It right. was bumping. It was popping. And so my ghost became very famous in the late 40s. And I'm super excited because I love this ghost and I love this story. So it's about the Biltmore Hotel because mm-hmm. I'm on a hotel, so I just figured I'd get them all out of the way. She's talking about the fame. In one Hollywood That's episode. True. Yeah. So it's designed brilliantly. And yeah, it was a hot spot. Built in 1923, the artist Giovanni Cimeraldi painted the murals and de- designs around the hotel, which is, if you ever go see it, it's very pretty. It's not as up to date, obviously, but back in the day, it was like gorgeous. Gosh, he, um, he even loved, he loved what he did so much that he asked for his ashes to be left at the Biltmore, and they wow. are. that's weird. Um, he even did designs for the Vatican and the White House, but <gasps> still chose the Biltmore Damn. as his place. Well, I'm sure that they wouldn't let him. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, sorry, dude, House. we don't know you. <laughs> or really, that's um, just his favorite. Whatever. Maybe. But the Biltmore was cool. Everybody loved it back in the day. Bugsy Siegel, you know, uh, gangsters, mobsters, Al Capone, mm, all were people that would show up. I love that. Um, in the 40s, it was a poppin' spot for soldiers. Makes and sense. ladies love soldiers, am I right? Soldier like boy. they love cool James. Exactly. But the second floor of the hotel was, um, had a bunch of cots and stuff and, uh, for the World War II soldiers mm-hmm. that would come through so they could have a place to stay and rest and be nursed. And they were. Wow. Uh, but my ghost, the one that is most famous and most seen at the Biltmore, is Elizabeth Short, <gasps> the Black Dahlia. I freaking love the Black Dahlia. Such a crazy story. Wild. She died in an awful, horrific way. But she was last seen at the Biltmore Hotel on the night of January 5th. I'm pretty sure she died on the 9th. Maybe it was, yeah, Hmm. something like this. But back in 1946, she was at the Biltmore. She got dropped off by a little boyfriend that had a wife, Robert Manley, known as Red. He left her at the Biltmore to make some phone calls to a friend, quote, quote, friend. Trash. Right. And uh, had a couple drinks at the bar and made her way out onto the street towards Olive Street. And that was the last she was ever seen before (gasps) showing up on the side of a road in, like, some neighborhood. Yeah. And And just in the middle of the field. Yeah. And, yeah. And she was cut in half. She had a sinister smile cut into her face. Mm -hmm. There are so many theories about who did it. And so many different facts and figures to go over. This case is still unsolved. Who's to know? But at the Biltmore, she, yeah, people see her. She's in the lobby. Some say they see her, they see a woman in a black dress placing a phone call. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Does she have the, the weird... I don't think so. I think she just isn't, I think she looks, because a a man said he saw, he was in an elevator with a woman in a black dress whose hairstyle looked kind of 40s. Mm -hmm. They got to the ninth floor and she disappeared. Oh. 
Just into thin air. Huh. So, I'm assuming she Goodbye. had the smile. She would look scary as oh, yeah. yeah. Poor thing. I mean, so sad. Like, it seems like it has to be a crime of passion. But there's so much speculation around her. Mm, there is. Because she was only 22. Ugh. And she honestly didn't know anybody well enough for that to be such a hate crime. And she had never had sex with anybody. Her genitals were underdeveloped. They, yeah, they made it out <laughs> to seem like she mm-hmm. was strutting around town, but it wasn't she, the case. Uh-uh. She had so many boyfriends because she had to leave them before the sex got involved. Yeah. Same. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Not here. Speaking of. This is, oh, tell me. <laughs> oh, are you still no. talking about the, oh. No, that was, the she haunts the Biltmore. Oh. I mean, other people do too, obviously, like soldiers from the world. Yeah. But she's yeah. a weird ghost. But that, oh God, you, I love Elizabeth. She's a fan favorite. She, I have, when I tell my mom when I die, I'm, that's the first question. I'm going to go out looking for Elizabeth in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. I have to. We have to find out what happened to her. I, oh, God. Yeah. So this leads beautifully into what I'm going to talk about Perfect. because... Seamlessly. This Seamlessly. It, it does. This is the John Soden house, also known as the Black Dahlia house. Mm-hmm. It's at 5121 Franklin Avenue in Los Feliz, and it's where they think she may have been killed. Mm-hmm. So, have you? I'm sure you've seen this house. Yes. Um, it's it's a wild looking place. It's been in a bunch of movies, TV shows. Um, so it was built in 1926, and it was designed by Lloyd Wright, who is Love Frank him. Lloyd Wright's son. Um, so this house is massive. It's a Mayan revival style fortress. Mm-hmm. It it really is a very well, unique looking home. It's very cool, but it's very unique. People For did the not. Age, it was very, they did not yeah. understand it at the time. Mm-hmm. So it has a stage. There's a secret room. There's this beautiful courtyard in the middle, and it's got these ornamented cre- concrete blocks that Frank Lloyd Wright himself had tried to make a thing, but his son apparently did it better. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, you you've probably seen this house. It's been in The Aviator, the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on an episode of America's Next Top Model. Oh, what? Um, Ghost Hunters visited there. I think that <laughs> Ghost Adventures may have also visited there. The XX has a music video that was filmed there. <laughs> wow. I mean, there there's a lot. <laughs> so, anyway. So, built in 1926. Mhm. And then it was purchased in 1945 by George Hodel. Um, at this point, the house was already iconic, which, like I said, no one understood this house because it was so weird. So they didn't understand why someone would even buy this place. But Dr. Hodel, he was not your average guy. Mm. He was suave. He was brilliant. Um, oh. He His clinic catered to many elite locals. Mm. His friends included Man Ray, who's a surrealist artist who is, I think, amazing, and um, the director, John Huston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, then in 1949, his teenage daughter, Tamara, ran away from the house, and when the police found her, she told them that her home life was too depressing, she just couldn't be there anymore. So, she said that it was on account of all the sex parties at the Franklin house. Excuse wow. me. Yeah. 
So she then accused her I father. Mean, it was almost the seventies, right? <laughs> so close. It was forty nine. Oh my god, way ahead of the times. Yeah. So <laughs> they it, were freaky back then. You have no idea. It gets dark. I really don't have any. So <laughs> she said that her father and other adults at these parties had been raping her. <gasps> yeah. Gross. So. I mean, Hollywood has always been a dark place. There are so many child actors who say no, things have happened to them. in that time period, too, it was, it was just so, like, ugh, the people didn't have any skeevy. morals. Yeah. Especially in Hollywood. So. Gross. Hodel was ultimately acquitted. No one even thought twice about it. Um, because he launched a smear campaign against his own daughter and made her out to be the bad gal. Wow. How? Of course. A 13-year-old? And she was crazy, probably. That's my guess. Um, so then he sold the house, left the country. For decades, the house remained quiet. Um, this upstanding family called the Major family purchased it. Uh, Hodel then died in 99. That's not the end of the story for him in this house. Because... After his death, his son, Steve, who was a retired uh, LAPD detective, was going through some of his father's possessions, and he found, yeah, he found two photos of a dark-haired girl. He soon became convinced that these photos were of Elizabeth Short. Have you seen the photos, though? That he found? Yeah. I don't think I have. Okay. You don't think it's her? No, it's obviously not It's her. obviously not her. Okay, well, the thing behind this Steve guy, yeah. he really obviously hated his father because yeah. he also thought he was the Night Stalker or some other He things. thought his yeah. dad, yeah, he, he thought, thought his dad, dad was, was responsible for a lot of murders. Right. But Where his dad was a bad freaking dude. But if this, if someone met that fate in this house... She could have also because yeah, I mean, he. It's possible. There were all these parties There's happening. A connection. He yeah. was on the list of suspects. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was a top suspect. Mm-hmm. So um, he was convinced. So then he starts remembering whispers of drunken accusations that linked his father to murders that happened back in that time period. Um, Family members and old friends then filled in the gaps for him, suggesting that Hodel may have participated in the murder of Short and that of an unidentified secretary, Mm. who could be the woman in the photos. I I, I definitely think he killed his secretary. Yeah. Because they wiretapped his home. Yes, and they heard him talking Mm -hmm. about the secretary and getting rid of her or something along those lines. Yeah. So... He continues to convince himself that not only has his father killed Elizabeth Short, but he's also responsible for multiple unsolved murders that took place in L.A. in the 1940s. So he believed that these murders took place in the basement of that home. And then he also has a book that he wrote. um, It was released in 2003. It's called The Black Dahlia Avenger, if anyone Mm -hmm. wants to hear his his I, I think beliefs. I think the guy's out. kind of whack. I I mean, you know, there could be some truth to but it though. He's it, right about the basement. Yeah. Because mm. in the basement his dad actually was killing things. Like babies. Well they abortions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most recently, paranormal investigators have seen hazy apparitions. Mm. They've heard shrill screams, sobbing like someone is That's being abortions. tortured. 
Yeah. And banging sounds in the basement. Locals passing by have heard chains dragging or footsteps, like, coming from inside the house when there's nobody around. Oh, thank you. Um, a male presence is also felt in the basement. Could be oh. George himself, based on something I will bring up in a moment. Oh. And they also see the apparition of a young girl in the corner. She's kind of huddling out of what seems to be fear. Oh. So, it's not good. But Ghost Hunters, the show, actually captured an EVP of George himself. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, they heard, when they asked who it was, they heard a, a muffled George. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Did I have this recording? Yeah. Yeah. And there's also another point where they hear a woman's voice, and what it sounds like she's saying is, Did you even know my name? Sad. Which is so heartbreaking. That is and sad. it's probably one of the women who were murdered in that basement. So, I mean, this home, though, it really is fantastic. It was yeah, up crazy. for sale recently, and I texted Bronwyn oh. because we had recently seen the home together, and we were like, how do we get $5 million? <laughs> Good luck, ladies. I would live there in a heartbeat. Listen, that's... Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's but just a few haunts in Hollywood, and most of them are so dark and twisted. I, I felt I brought a little light with trumpets and, uh... Yeah. You know. There are some good... Oh, my gosh. You forgot one. I forgot the most important one. I know, but we're going to have to do, do another, another one, so, like, you're just going to have to add it in. Uh, I know. I can do it. I, it is kind of... what? It it's is an a, important It's kind one. of fast. Yeah. Wow. You guys... This is one of the most important we, ones. The best for last. Also, it's yes. 103 degrees. It's in this room freaking right now. hot. We are like about to pass out. <laughs> okay. I'll, She'll do it. I'll be quick. So fast. So, the Hollywood sign. So, a classic, obviously. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, like so many other actors of the golden era, a young lady named Peg Entwistle went to Hollywood looking for her big break. She did? Yeah. Don't we all? So, she was an up-and-coming actress on Broadway from the mid-1920s to the early 1930s, and then she made the move to Los Angeles, hoping that she'd be the next big thing on the on the big screen. You know, she yeah. did it after Betty Davis, who yeah. was her uh, role model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, she struggled, though, because there were so many beautiful, talented young actresses. Classic L.A., am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's still the plight today. It is. So, um, her first big role was in a film called 13 Women, and she ended up being cut from the final film. Oh, she was the 14th. So, <laughs> so, she took rejection after rejection, and it really it it weighs weighed on her. On her. Yeah. So, on the night of September 16th, 1932, she's stricken with grief, reportedly intoxicated. Mm. She sets off into the darkness. She hikes from her uncle's home up to the Hollywood sign, which at the time read Hollywood Land because they were using oh, it yeah. as advertisement to sell mm-hmm. land cool. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She climbed up on top of the H. She flung herself off. Oh, my God. Yeah. The so theatrics. Sad. Truly. So, the next day, an unidentified female hiker finds Peg's body along with a single shoe, because her other shoe flew flew off, off. Mm -hmm. Um, a jacket, a purse, and a suicide note, which read, 
I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. Girl, Awful. So, yeah. The ghost stories first appeared in the 1940s after the same H fell mysteriously, (laughs) and it fueled rumors that her ghost actually haunted the landmark. Oh my god, what if the ghost is wearing the other shoe? What? I don't know. (laughs) So... Nearly half a century later, in 1990, a young couple, completely unaware of the suicide, was hiking, and they stopped dead in their tracks because this disoriented blonde woman, dressed in 1930s clothing, was coming toward them, and then she vanished right before their eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, in 2013, a young lady named Megan Santos uh, was jogging... On the Griffith Trails, which is her path she took every day, and when then she started sneezing. She's just overcome. She's overcome with this weird feeling, and she smells this overpowering scent of gardenias, which was Peg's signature scent. Yeah. Mm. So she said, "Get out of here! I'm allergic." Yes, she's hiking, and she said, and then there was this woman with blonde hair, and she seemed to be like walking on air. She said she immediately ran the other way. So, many others have claimed to see her since then. She's, it's sad. She's just hanging out there in the afterlife. It's so sad, Peg. We love her. You should have just hung on a little bit longer. I know, because wasn't, uh, didn't she get, her uncle got a letter in the mail a few days later Mm -hmm. saying she got a roll? Yeah. 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 So, I. She was too eager. She forgot to write that part down, but I do remember that. You weren't going to be bet. You God. know, Betty Davis. Yeah, she wasn't. So. That was fun. Yeah. Let's do it We're going to go back to Hollywood. We have to because obviously we were squeezing them in. Right. And right. that was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we found out that we're going to go on a haunted trip really soon. So we'll keep you guys we posted. We are so excited. We're really pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until then, you can keep up with us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook. We mm-hmm. got a Facebook group. Come on. Shout it. Share Shout your it. memes. Share your stories. <laughs> share whatever you want. We have fun. We love a meme. Who doesn't? Yeah. I do. Or you can send your stories to us at thegoldenghoulspodcast at gmail.com. We would love it. And yeah. as always, rate, review, and subscribe. Please, please. Please. And until then... Stay spooky. Ooh.